up, witches? Welcome to Witch and a Bitch in the Podcast. I'm your host, Darren. And I'm Vicky. How are you all today? The reason I am giggling for those who cannot see this out watching it on YouTube is that Darren is wearing a mask. He has a, it's actually, I shouldn't, it's actually a very beautiful mask made from leather and, but it's in the shape faces <laughs> but it's got beautiful it's like a um a stag uh, <laughs> i haven't seen any stags do that though <laughs> i'm so sorry guys <laughs> I had to do However, it. it is an absolutely beautiful and amazing mask that's very on point today yes. with its um, beautiful antlers and little ears shout out to rye from elfheim thank you for yes. sourcing this amazing mask you always have such fantastic stuff by the way we are not paid for the endorsement i'm just no <laughs> no just like to share the just love. like just like to share the love and plug the places that we support yeah that's um, right but maybe one day i mean rye if you're listening we've done yeah. this a few times we have <laughs> If you're listening, we would absolutely love to have you we on would. our show. So, right, hit me Please. up. Hit us up. Yeah. Let's let's lock it in. Yes, lock and it look, in. I'm going to spritz now because I don't know. So, so we're, we're, guys, okay, we before we're we do all... that, though, guys, we're, we're going to have to, like, I need to run this by you. So I come up with the idea that we need to have a T-shirt that says, when in doubt, spritz. And it has Vicky and Bitch in the podcast, like our little logo on it or something. I think when in doubt, spritz. Yeah. Definitely. I yeah. think that is a brilliant. <laughs> It'll be brilliant. like a number one seller. It will be. <laughs> It'll be me there with all my spritz. And... <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Vicky? Oh my gosh. That was a really long way of getting there, wasn't it? So we're talking Always. about. Always. Always. I know. I know. We're talking about midsummer, the summer solstice, litha. All the different names that you may call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we're going to chat all things Midsummer Litha and, today. And so we're heading into Christmas. Why are we talking about Litha? Because we live in the Southern Hemisphere. That mm. is why. So the traditional uh, wheel of the year or the traditional calendar, which is calendar, is actually based on the Northern Hemisphere or actually North Western Europe, really. A lot of the... Um, where the seasons and things line up. So for us, we have to flip it six months. Mm-hmm. So in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment, they're celebrating midwinter or Yule, and we're celebrating midsummer or the summer solstice or whatever you call it. So that's where the kind of crossover comes off with mm. Christmas. So it's like where we've got that interesting, uh, what's the word? That contentious point of which do you celebrate or do you celebrate both but we're going to touch on that a little bit yeah we're going to touch on all that so i think that's going to be a kind of a common theme for all of of the sabbaths with us because it it just doesn't quite line up with our general calendar yeah not at all it's like when we have ostara it's technically maybon and when it's maybon it's ostara like they're they're flipped and yeah it's all flipped around missy elliott (laughs) (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Stacey, she'd love that too. <laughs> really? Yeah, she loves Missy. <laughs> oh, good. I do too. Uh, get your, get your, get your, get your, get your freak on, which is actually on point for Litha. It's about getting yes. a freak on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe more Belta. I was going to say, not Belta as much. Litha, like same, same. Yeah, it's all same. It's all um, fertility stuff. I'd, I'd like to, uh, okay, we're not going back there. No. 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 <laughs> After the last few episodes and the, the, the no. one-track mind that we both have had, everyone's going to think that we're like some they are. They'll be like, what is deprived this? podcasters <laughs> who just have one thing to talk about. 
Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about birds and bees. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, to bring it back to topic, I'd Let's like to come s- back. I wanted to start off this uh, episode by reading a little passage from a book. Ooh, I like, I like. So, the sun shines brightly overhead as witches dance around a bonfire and feast on fruits and vegetables from uh, fresh from the fields. Children laugh and play rolling wheels that symbolize the sun and chasing shining bubbles that float through the air like fairies. It is the summer solstice, also known as midsummer or litha. The earth rejoins in abundance and light and so do we. Midsummer is the longest day of the year and the shortest night. The sun has reached its zenith and is at the height of its powerful, sorry, power magically as well. Um, after today, the days will grow imperceptibly. <laughs> Jeez, that was a Ooh, long word. What was that? <laughs> imperceptibly shorter, moving us into the dark half of the year. At the winter solstice, the entire process reverses and we will move again toward the light of midsummer. So, in the Northern Hemisphere, the summer solstice falls around June 21, at the point when the sun enters Cancer or Capricorn in December, if you're in the southern half of the world. Um, and it's celebrated, uh, it's a celebration, sorry, of the sun, of fire and of the bounty of the land. So, um, that's why we, for us, we're celebrating it on around the 21st of December, yeah, give or take. I was going to say, it's usually somewhere between the 20th and I think to the 22nd or 23rd. It yeah, it, de- it really depends. It's an astrological yeah. thing. So yeah. if in it's doubt... Not a set date kind of thing. If in doubt, check out an almanac. Yeah. Or um, a witch's diary, which you can get yeah. them from. Like, I know Spellbox have them. I know Stacey DeMarco makes one. I know Norwellen Publishing makes one. Yeah, like, there's quite a few. You can get them pretty much anywhere these days. Yeah. Um, you know, all new agey stores will have them. Um, or any like witchy stores as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously over the years, the practices of the tradition have changed somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that's, I believe, from my knowledge, it's something that's widely accepted as being one of the major holidays. Um, even for non pagan communities or non witch communities, um, it's actually quite common for people to actually celebrate the solstices. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. Various it's one ways. Of those- wide it's kind of those like worldwide kind of things that's i guess it's almost a little bit remnants of their pagan past mm-hmm. a little bit that's still that's still celebrated well on that i actually have got some notes about um how they oh, used to lovely. celebrate go for so, it excuse the random tale for those watching on youtube <laughs> i love it my cat callie <laughs> as soon as we record an episode she's like i need to be next to you and i need to be touching you and i need to be sitting on you and yeah and i need to just just put my tail through yeah nothing else just my just tail. the tail and it's like pat me pat me no don't pat me that much no 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 anyway um so uh in ancient greece as befits a fire festival, the summer solstice was a time when the Titan Prometheus was said to have given the gift of fire to human beings. Oh, I didn't know that. Thus enabling them to go on and create civilized society. And the goddess Athena was also considered to have solar attributes. And the Greek year began on the first new moon after the summer solstice, um, a holiday known as uh, Panathenia, or Panathenia yeah. um, was held in her honor. And the people prayed to her to bring rain for the crops. Oh, I love that. Mm, I knew you would. Um, I, I'm, I'm I love all, all these all little facts. fun facts. I know, I love all these little fun facts. I love it. <clears throat> so then moving to ancient Rome. So for yeah. the ancient Romans, Midsummer was considered sacred to Juno, the Roman counterpart to Hera, yep. um, who was married to Jupiter, the king of the gods, which is the equivalent to Zeus. 
Yeah. Um, so like Hera, Juno was the goddess of marriage, which is one of the reasons June, the month named in her honor, has always been one of the most popular times to get married. This is obviously talking about Europe because we're talking about Rome. Yeah, I was gonna um, say. And married women celebrated the goddess Vesta who ruled over the hearth fires and the home um, with the festival of Vestalia. So these are all, this is, I'm, I'm just trying to portray how these things all tie together. Yeah, how they work. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. really fascinating to then see how that's kind of trickled down mm-hmm. to what a day to create some of these practices and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then in ancient China, the Chinese considered the summer solstice to be a yin, female holiday, and its counterpart, the winter solstice, to be yang, male. And celebration centered around fertility and the renewal of the earth and the smoke from burned offerings was said to carry their prayers up into the heavens. Now, interestingly, they call it the summer solstice is a yin celebration because yin is black and the winter solstice is yang. I'm guessing it's because from the summer solstice, it gets darker and from the winter solstice, things get lighter. So I guess that that would be why they would do it in that manner. Yeah, because I was going to say, because that's quite opposite really because opposite it's to what you would we, assume yeah because we normally assume the solar like is usually the masculine the more masculine side mm-hmm. Interesting. then to the saxons norse and germanic peoples midsummer was also mid-year for the saxons whose year began with the winter solstice it is thought that the word litha often used as an alternative name for the summer solstice may have originated from the saxon word for the month of june meaning light or moon mm-hmm. um it actually uh entered popular use after J.R.R. Tolkien used the word litha for a midsummer festival in his Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, ooh, I love that. That's a great fun fact. Especially because we're like a little bit geeky. <laughs> yeah, here. I was going to say, that's like right yeah. up my alley. <laughs> so um, the Saxons celebrated Thor, the god of thunder, because he brought much needed rains. The Germanic tribes originally celebrated the sun's triumphant ascension with huge bonfires. And then after the Christians came, this holiday was adapted into the Feast of St. John or Johann, Johannesnacht in German, which translates to John's Night, um, which is often still observed by lighting fires on the hilltops. And in Finland, the summer solstice was called Johannes um, and was an especially joyous occasion because of the light after many months of darkness. So the Vikings met at Midsummer to deal with legal matters and resolve disputes, and they built huge bonfires and made pilgrimages, long word, I'm not coping today, um, to sacred healing wells. Some of these traditions are still celebrated on Midsummer in Iceland. Wow. Um, and, and whilst I know I'm giving you guys a lot of information. I know, this is cool. I love but it. But it's, it's because, like, obviously we want to educate and you know, I'm, I'm referring to a book, like I'm not just blah, 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 word vomit, but it's also to back up some of the things that we're going to be talking about when we talk yeah. about what you can do or how we practice um, the solstice. Obviously, then the large group that most people associate with when they talk about neo-paganism is the Celts and the Druids. Yeah. So much of what we know about the ancient Celts and Druids is secondhand since they didn't write anything down, but it is believed that the Druids celebrated the summer solstice as representing the marriage of heaven and earth. They gathered sacred herbs, including mistletoe berries to be later used for healing and magical work. And the sacred tree, the oak was burned in midsummer fires and they crowned an oak king. Uh, Then the ancient Celts are thought to have used the light and energy of the sun to banish evil spirits and demons. They also lit bonfires and sent burning wheels down, um, down hills. And couples would jump through the flames for luck. And the higher they jumped, the higher the crops would grow. Hmm. 
So I this this is going to connect up to when you start telling us about your protection stuff soon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, there's not much more to go. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. This is great. Um, in other areas of Europe, so in ancient Gaul, which is a region of Western Europe during the Iron Age and Roman era, which covered the territory that includes present-day France, Luxembourg, Belgium, most of Switzerland and northern Italy, as well as parts of the Netherlands and Germany, um, the Midsummer celebration was called the Feast of Epona in honour of the goddess of fertility, agriculture and horses. In Russia, the Midsummer holiday was known as Kupalo. Um, from the verb kupati, which means to bathe. Oh, that's the same in Serbian. Anyway, um, ah. and was celebrated by mass baths on midsummer morning. And in Portugal, it was believed that water possessed special healing powers on St. John's Eve, spiritual humanism. Um, a midsummer tree and maypole dances are still a focus of Swedish celebrations. Wow. And then my last one Ooh, is okay. Native, Native Americans. So midsummer celebrations were among common among many Native American tribes, though now I'm, I apologize to any First Nations people if I bastardize these words because I am not Native American in the slightest. Um, the Hopi or Hopi or Hopi Indians of Arizona held dances um, featuring Kachinas. So Kachinas are masked dancers who represented the spirits of fertility and rain and took messages to the gods. And the, oh God, I don't know how to say this word. <laughs> it's I a know. French word. It's S-I-O-U-X. Uh, sui. Sui? Yeah. Sui? That. Sui? Yeah. And the, and, the, and the Natchez perform ceremonial sun dances. Many of these traditions continue to the present day. So um, I apologize, guys, again. I'm not a, I, I speak many languages, but these are not. I was going to say, you do, you do very well with your pronunciation of different words. Thank I, you. You do. Why, thank you. Very I mean, well. I'm, I'm setting the bar pretty low, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that's like, obviously, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an insight into how they used to celebrate. Um, and on that note, though, even the word solstice, it comes from the Latin word yes. sol meaning sun or stitium meaning stand still. So solstice is when the sun stands still. I love it. According to the Latin history. Um, but when we talk about ancient practices and solstice, or the sol solstice, solstices, whatever the plural is. I don't know what they are. I, I feel like it's solstices. I think it's solstices. Yeah, but it solstices. just seems like there's a lot of sounds in yeah. there. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people associate the summer and winter solstice, mainly the summer solstice, with Stonehenge. Um, yes. Yeah, because that's quite a big thing to watch. I actually think you can. Um, I think I you're live streaming it this year. I do. I, oh, I, I watch. Do. I watch it I love every it. year. I watch the winter solstice and the summer solstice oh, wow. live from Stonehenge. Yep. Um, which is always fascinating. But I think that I caught the wrong one. It's like because if you if you watch the winter oh. solstice and you watch, I can't remember if you're supposed to watch sunrise or sunset. They do both. Yeah. Um, but the day that I watched, I think sunset for the winter solstice, it was yeah, so cloudy and grey that. Ah, oh, you couldn't see anything. I couldn't see shit. <laughs> it didn't quite have. There was this slight hue in the grey clouds. <laughs> um, I might have to pop that on my list of things to do this year. Yeah, oh, well, I, it's actually a Facebook um, event, so I've clicked. Oh. I've clicked going, and so that way oh, they cool. just I'll update go find you. With, um, I'll yeah, see if I can find it to you. Uh, maybe I'll share yeah. it on our page, so if anyone else yeah. wants to do that, they can. Yeah. Um, because it's thought that an ancient culture built Stonehenge as a way of marking the arrival of the solstice. And NASA lists it as one of the five oldest observa uh, observatories in the world. 
So the gigantic stones were transported from Welsh mountains that were about 240 miles from Stonehenge's location in Wiltshire. That just fascinates me. On the, that they can do that. I know, on the Salisbury Plain, although how that was accomplished between 3100 and 1500 BCE has never been explained. That's like, amazing. It's the same thing with like Egypt and how they built yeah. the pyramids. Like no one knows. Nah, it's still one of those points that I don't know if we'll ever really know. No, because uh, look, I'm a firm believer, just going off topic a little bit, but <clears throat> as we you love say, a good yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a common fact. Um, but yeah, so it's said that under the patriarchal system that we currently reside, which includes mm. Christianity and all those things, if they were to redate all of our ancient practices or all of our ancient um, sites, like because they, they say that Egypt was 5,000 years old, but now there's a lot of new studies that show it's actually not. It was the golden age of Egypt was actually 15,000 years old or more. But if we say that, then that then means that there was a civilization that was far more advanced than we are today because we it's yeah. far easier for us as modern day people to subscribe to the fact that we were the superior version of humans yes. and that everyone else before us was like hunter-gatherer, barbaric kind yeah, of that's right. club-wielding people. Um, so Not it's as sophisticated just, as us. I think it's a very egotistical approach to history. It really is. Oh, like, mm. Because, I mean, you look at the like all the sacred sites and all of those things, like they are really amazing feats of mm -hmm. like human engineering and things like that. Like, I think it far surpasses things that we do today. Mm -hmm. But I think it also then stems from, like, for example, if you think of the whole the fight between modern medicine and yes. alternative practices. Yeah, definitely. So, what us as witches, we tend to practice things like energy healing and Reiki and. Um, we believe in like aromatherapy and um, pressure and points herbal and herbal remedies and stuff like that. And Is it's it? like, it's, I think in a patriarchal society, it's far easier to just control yes. with pharmaceuticals and with, yeah. with, you know, controlled organization, controlled yeah. religion, controlled legal system, da 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 da, -da mm -hmm. which is a very patriarchal, very masculine yeah. way of dealing with Just of Like, I mean, guys, think of the emperor card in tarot. Yeah. <laughs> he's sitting on a fucking concrete block like yeah. he's all about dominating the world around him that's that's the epitome yeah. of patriarchal society whereas yeah. you have the empress which is all about the abundance and about the like fertility and about doing what's Nature. right for you and about yeah. you know, self-love and self-care and and all that stuff and that's what these ancient cultures are said to have practiced is that matriarchal approach to things that's right um which everyone would share and everyone like they'd be everyone would a much more community all that stuff kind of, yeah. yeah like it you know like that old saying of like it took a village to raise a child kind of thing like it was that whole community sense of well in, in my in my it's in awesome. my baby making it actually will take well, a it actually to... does <laughs> um that's a different topic let's go yeah, that's a good <clears throat> um but it, but it is that kind of bountiful society that is a lot more in flow i guess with what's around it and not trying to control it 100% so much 100% um so well that's um i guess that's talking about the ancient practices let's let's kind yeah. of skip forward a little bit to the more modern practices i guess um, now, I don't have any specific ones, but like what I wanted to kind of talk about is like because a lot of countries do observe the solstice um, yes. and like whilst back in the day, people maybe used to make these big bonfires and jump over bonfires and stuff like that, like where we live, I mean, I know in particular for you. Yeah, we can't. 
Can you imagine lighting a fire on the 21st or thereabouts of December? No, you will get fines, you will have police come, you'll have the whole thing because we go into fire ban season from 1st of November, I think yeah. it is. So yeah, we're not allowed to have fire for, of any time. We were yeah. talking about that for Beltane, like you can't Yeah, you like you on only just, yeah, you could only just get in. So a big, big, big no-no because that's right in the peak of our kind of bushfire season. Yeah. yeah. And when everything, because everything's just so dry. Yeah, so I mean, and obviously, like, I mean, there are stories from ancient practices of people like frolicking in yeah. the woods in the nude and stuff like that. Like, if we yeah. did that here, uh, <laughs> Could unless, you <laughs> unless you live in San Francisco, because I know that it's actually legal to display oh, the tea. Yeah, it's, oh, it's actually, you're allowed to walk around in the nude. And they're very free spirited there. Oh, good on them. A bunch of bloody it. hippies. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Um, Whereas yeah, I think it might be frowned upon a little bit if I run around in my backyard. I mean, look, if there are witches that are, are wanting to do that on the solstice, just look for your local nudist beach. Yeah, yeah. Same I mean, you going. can watch the sunrise on your nudist beach and that yeah, would be definitely. a way of honouring it. Um, yeah. but, or just but, make sure you have a, if you have a private backyard. But who does these days? I know, as as you can see. In. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that's something like we, when we when we set up our Patreon, we can like raise money to set up a sanctuary for witches, and it's like yeah. this completely secluded little like massive acreage that people can frolic in the, in the nude as much as they want. Yep, yeah, that's it. Oh. oh my god, listen to me. Um, <laughs> oh, hi, Karen. <laughs> that's Love you, the, Mama. That's but like, so basically the ways that I like to celebrate the solstice, like keeping yeah. it just to the simple ritualistic practices. Yeah, like, yeah, I think that's um, nice. For me, it's all about, I like to watch the sunrise on, yeah. or watch the sunset, or honor the sun when it's at its peak. So, yes. which is at noon. <laughs> which is um, at noon. So e either one of those really Any is fine. It's watching it rise, watching it peak, or watching it come down. Oh God. Yeah. It sounds like I'm talking about other things. How was um, <laughs> You know what I mean. Yeah, um, I did. Uh, oh, God, I've just lost my So there's lots of happen. But whatever time of the day suits you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, if, if your altar where it's set up, like let's say you can't go outside for whatever reason, like you're in an apartment, yeah. you don't have a balcony or whatever. Yeah. If you're bound to being indoors and you know that the sun is comes through the window where you do your practices at 2 p.m., then do it then. Because in the end of the day, it's whenever the sun is at its brightest or, you know, is able to shine its light on you because it's, it's, yeah. it's basically the festival of light. That's it. Um, it's all about the sun and this, that peak of the solar power. Like it's the peak, the longest day. So that's where it's at its peak. And then from now, from then onwards, we're moving into the dark time of the year. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what, what types of things do you do? Let's, let's go into more nitty gritty. Like what specific practices What's do you do? Well, for me, one thing that I like to do is um, it's also, it's a good time to do some like protection charms and things like that. And mm -hmm. one of them that you can do, which I'm going to spell this to you because you're much better at pronouncing things than I am. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. No pressure. So it, no pressure at all. So it comes from um, Central and South America. So a lot of, uh, it's also in Mexican culture as well. Okay, so it's going to be so, Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. it's O-J-O-D-E mm -hmm. is the mm -hmm. next word. Mm -hmm. And then the next word is D-I-O. Okay, so it's Ojo de Dio, which literally translates as Eye of God. 
Yes, perfect. Because they're um, as what we know them as God's eyes, which I know we've spoken about before in some of our episodes. I'm yeah, holding so one up can, for those on YouTube. Yeah, so it's usually even like when you were a kid, we used to make these at school and stuff sometimes as well, where it's a pop, two pop sticks in like a cross, so an equal armed cross, and then threaded around it is um, wool usually wool or whatever other kind of fabrics and things like that you can use. I've seen some really amazing ones that have been made really huge like and you um, they've gone and gathered just sticks and things from outside mm-hmm. and then you can also increase that a little bit as well with these to make it a little bit more like the solar how you mentioned about the solar wheel where there's the eight spoked wheel which is one of the things that were rolled down the hill sort of light rolled down the hill so you can actually do it with eight so that there's eight um, parts to it as well and then try to weave it in I've seen some really huge ones that are probably like at least a meter or so wide that you can do and so that's a cool little thing to I think we even talked about this one in our protection mm. episode or our protection yeah, we did. yeah yeah so this is a really great time to do it because it's also representing because we've got that solar aspect you can also weave in the colors and things like that that you um that are associated so like yellows and reds things like that um and it's yeah it's a really good time to do some like protection magic and whether it's a craft or a protection spell mm-hmm. things like that because you've got that peak of power that's what we're kind of tapping into a little bit so you're tapping into that um, and, um, some other craft activities like i did this one actually i made this for beltane but it, realistically it could be used because it's a spring festival it can be used for the uh for lither as well yeah it can basically be. you can make a little wreath which I'm now I've put on for those who are watching on YouTube. <laughs> you can make, make a little wreath, or I this one for me I made it the right size so that it doubles up as a table ornament. Um, yeah, so you can just the table big and put like, like a big candle in the middle or something. Exactly. Yeah. So this does this does end up going on my dining table um, when I'm not recording, um, with usually some candles in the middle, or I put a little deity like in this instance I've got Pan in the middle here, yeah. which is often revered in the um, uh, for midsummer. Um, yeah, that's right. And it's a beautiful way of like creating a little altar as well without it exactly. being really huge or lots of different aspects. It can just be a very small kind of thing. And on that note, in actual fact, like I forgot to touch on it before, is um, Midsummer. Like the first thing I think of when I think of Midsummer is Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes. Which yeah. um, which is the uh, written by William Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah, Shakespeare And that's play. all about the fairies and the nymphs and the this and the that and the sylphs and whatever. and. Yeah, it meant very much about like frolicking through the bushes. <laughs> I was gonna say it's all very frolicky and <laughs> yeah, and enchanted and very awesome. Which is often there is a lot of people do associate sort of the fae and the fairies with summer solstice as well. Uh, little goblins up here. Yes, I know that that's only from Beltane through to summer solstice is kind of that season, I guess. I know this is a very stereotypical stereotypical representation of the fae. It's like with the long pointed ears and whatnot, but like that's okay. That's how they look to me. Okay. I was going to say, I always think that that um, being spirits, all of those sort of things, they come to us in a way that we can mm. resonate, that it resonates with us. Yes. And so if that's 100%. what they want to look like, then that's okay. It's fine. So on the topic of flowers. Yes. Did you know there was another practice that they used to do? Um, hang on, let me see if I can find it in my little book here. Uh, actually, I could probably just recite it without even looking at it. So it's folk divination. So... Um, so there's obviously many forms of like folk divination from midsummer that can yeah. be found in, in the traditions of various cultures. Probably the best known is using a daisy for a simple love uh, divination. Oh. So you pluck out the petals of a daisy. Oh. 
loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me, oh, he loves me not. Oh. So that, even though like it's a, and an I'm sure like listening. Oh, we like, used to do that when we were kids. All the exactly. Time. Everyone did that when they yeah. were kids. Yeah, out on the school oval or something. When something would pop up, we'd get it and you'd do the little. He loves me. Do you know the funniest thing about me is that I used to sit because I had a lot of girlfriends in primary school. Like, yeah. it's, not girlfriends meaning like whatever, but like as yeah, if, yeah. my as friends were friends. all female. Yeah, yes. my friends yep. were all female. So when when we would play kiss chasey, I would always run away. But it was, it's funny. Like I never wanted to be kissed by anyone, um, and I never <laughs> knew why. And then when I would play with the girls at primary school, so shout out to all the Marilinga folk. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I would always run away from the kiss chasey. But then when I play with the girls. <laughs> They would sit around plucking the petals out of Daisy going, he loves me, he loves me not. And I would also do it too, because I thought that's just the word you had to say. Like, you're supposed to say, she loves me, she loves me not. I'm like, but you don't. You say, he loves me, he loves me not. Little did I know, running away from girls kissing you and saying, he loves me not. Yeah, and saying, he loves me, might be a bit of a hint. I think I must have known on some level. (laughs) Yeah, I I must have. I must have. So that was one of the practices that has always survived the... So that's where it came from. I love that. It's actually a form of folk divination. So... Um, obviously, whichever pedal you end on, yeah. loves me, will tell you if he loves you. Um, the other one is like, oftentimes girls would go into the forest. There's my cat again. <laughs> just sit down. Just sit. Just sit. Just sit. Um, so, um, so they would go out into the fields and they would grab a whole bunch of daisies and then they would count how many daisies they had. And depending on how many daisies they plucked from the ground, yeah. that would determine how many years until they got married. Oh. Yeah. So, um, cat, can you it's just... kind of like a little bit of a, a, not quite, but a little bit of the into the, when you throw the flowers, when you throw the bouquet at like a wedding and you catch it, that's next. Yeah. You get married kind of thing. Pretty much. Wow. Um, so, yeah, because they would have to close their eyes and obviously just reach for a handful. Um, then there's one more superstition that if you took the flowers from beneath an oak tree on Midsummer's Eve and tucked them under your pillow, you would dream of the person you would marry. And then more specifically, a Welsh tradition said that if you washed your clothes at a well at midnight and chanted, he who would be my partner, let him come and wash with me, then your lover would come and help you with the laundry. Oh, that's nice. Hmm. Isn't that a nice one? I'm like, maybe I should do that all the time. <laughs> See if I could get him up to come and help me with the washing. <laughs> oh, I love that though. That's cool. Mm. Um, bring it to more modern times because as you guys know, I read tarot. Yes. I've got um, another form of divination. This is more modern divination. So yeah. um, it's where you can do a tarot sun spread. So you basically, uh, with this one, so it's a little bit more up to date. So you can do a summer solstice tarot spread. Um, so it's quite simple, so don't worry if you're not uh, a pro at reading tarot. So you shuffle the cards, and while thinking of your question or issue, then you lay out six cards in a circle with their ends pointing out so that the spread looks like a sun. So there they point out. Uh, yep, yep, comes yep. the way around. Um, and then the cards should be placed all at once, facing down, and then turned up one by one. The bottom card represents you or the person you're reading f- who you're reading for. Um, the next card to the left represents a situation or question. Continuing around the circle, sun-wise, um, like in the direction of the sun. Yeah. Um, the following card represents the obstacles that stand in your way, then possible solutions to those obstacles, guidance or suggestions to give you direction, and then finally the future card to the right of the card you started out with. So that would be the future. So you literally go around and cover all of those. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's another really thing great that you practice. Could do. Yeah, that's a really great practice to do. 
Because you, you know that every Sabbath I always do tarot. Yeah, that's right. But it's a, then it's a nice way of having a particular spread for mm-hmm. that. That's, that's honouring the sun. As well. Yeah, that's right. It's honouring the sun. Yeah. Right. Um, cool. Then, I mean, I don't know how much further you wanted me to go. Obviously, there's you could do a three rune reading for those that are into oh, yeah, runes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like runes. So they're very popular basically in Germanic and Norse culture that consider midsummer to be one of the most important holidays of the year. Yeah. So for an easy summer solstice divination with rune stones, you can pull three runes um, without looking. And the first one you put down will represent the year behind you so far. Yep. The second is the present day. And the third is the remainder of the current year. And you can either ask a question of the runes before you pull them, such as like, will I find love this year? Or just wait and see what comes up. Um, so, it's, so you do past. Present. So it's like a past, present, future one, but of that year. But using runes. Oh, yeah, well, let me, rune. I'm not that proficient in runes. I've tried so many times, but. Yeah, I'm still learning. I, I, I've got a bit rusty. I was quite good for a little while there, but now I've got a little bit rusty. I've got to get back back into scrubbing off some of that information again. So maybe if there's anyone out there, if you guys know of any valuable sources that, you know, we could share with our listeners about to learn about runes, because it's something that I've got plenty of books on it, but like, or even if you know someone that does this publicly or has a podcast or a website or something where they talk about runes, we would love to be put in contact with them because I'd love to bring in like a expert. Yeah, it's because that's something I'm absolutely fascinated with. I love it. So am I, but I just don't know enough about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the last divination I have for you is a dream divination. Um, So two of the herbs associated with midsummer are mugwort and lavender. Yeah. Um, And they're also herbs that have been used for centuries to encourage prophetic dreams. So you can place some of each in a small drawstring bag or uh, sachet and add a bit of chamomile, if you like, for good sleep. And if you have a question, you can write it down on a slip of paper and put it in the bag along with the herbs or ask it aloud as you lay down in bed. And then you tuck the bag under your pillow and perhaps you would dream of the answer. Ooh. Look at me getting to my herbs. I know. Look at you. Yay. Who would have thought? One. I know. I love it. Little Miss Herb. Rubbing off. I know. It's all rubbing Slowly. Off. I'm writing lists. I'm <laughs> looking at herbs. Like I'm growing plants. Uh, yes. You're growing plants. You've got things drying. I mm-hmm. love it. I'm actually drying some it. lavender as we speak. Yep. I was going to say. Perfect. Perfect yeah. timing. Yes. Perfect because timing. Because that's, oh, that's actually something I'm going to be doing. So I haven't made them yet, but I bought these Christmas baubles. This is the good thing about Litha being around Christmas. Yeah. Because I bought these little Supplies. I bought these <laughs> like Christmas baubles, which is just plastic. Um and the actual just clear lids, ones. The the lids, um the little lid just clips out of it. But these had like some kind of Australian looking faux leaves and berries and whatever inside them. Yeah. Um because I, I just picked these up from Target. Like nothing fancy. I think they're like four bucks each or something. Um, but I basically bought them and just took all the insides out, um, only because I couldn't be bothered waiting for something from Amazon or eBay. <laughs> yeah, um, right. And then the intention is I'm drying the lavender because for Litha, I actually want to create some little witch's balls. Um, so I want to put some cinnamon, some lavender. What else did we say that we we're going to put in? Oh, God, I can't remember now. I can't remember now. Oh. Um, I'll give you guys an update closer to it. Yeah, closer to it all. When, when I've actually birch, done it, I'll share it with you. Juniper berries. Yeah. So it's basically all the things that are used for protection, consecration, and blessing. So mixing yeah. them all together. Yeah, that um, kind of twofold thing of a like a nice little house blessing protection. Yeah. Although then my husband did say to me, and where are you planning on hanging those? I'm like, all over the house. He's like, everywhere. 
that's a choice. Yes, and it's the choice. It's a great choice. It's a fabulous choice. It's a choice I'm going to be going with. Just just think of all the amazing (laughs) things that we're going to be doing with them. Yeah, that's it. Did you have? Yes, I did. I had some other stuff. So these these are sort of some other kind of bit more personal things, I guess, that you could do. Um, like add into a meditation or something like that as well because mm-hmm. kind of going with the theme like if you follow sort of the the Wiccan mythos that goes with the uh, will of the year which is that the sun um, so the, the god is in his um, mantle as the sun king so it's at like that peak of power um, and the, the goddess is, is pregnant with the baby um, so that's kind of contemplate uh, kind of significant to uh, the bountiful land and all of the fruits and vegetables and flowers and things like that that are all around. So it's a really great time to just maybe sit down and do a little bit of contemplation on what has been bountiful in your life at this mm-hmm. time. So what's your harvest or um, those first harvests, those first things. And to kind of have a little bit of an assessment and have a little bit of a look. All of these Sabbaths are really great times to stop and actually contemplate what's happening in your life Um because we all know that like the inner is what is reflected to the outer kind of. Yeah, the microcosm, macrocosm thing. Yeah, so if we can look within it, it has that external thing. So what's bountiful in your life and then also what what might be um, blocking your harvest or releasing fear and sadness, things like that, especially. What may be blocking your harvest? I don't know. I'm being metaphorical. Your personal harvest. My personal harvest of my... Because that's the thing. It really is. If you look at it, it's all an agricultural festival. I'm not going to talk anymore now. No, 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 don't. No, don't. No, no, no. Please, please keep going. I'm just losing my shit, guys. Like, she's looking at me pulling faces because every time she talks about her personal harvest. I do. When I start to talk, like, metaphorical stuff, he always looks at me like... It always becomes so sexually charged. It's a lot. Hi, Karen. <laughs> oh my God, that could be a new T-shirt. We could put, it could be Karen. new. Hi, Karen. <laughs> she would love that. <laughs> so, back to what I was saying. Yes. That we can look at these festivals as a metaphor. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there at all. Okay, so look at what's bountiful in your life. Get rid of the things that are blocking you yep. in your life release it because it is still a fire a fire kind of ceremony and also just even though you can't have a physical fire the sun is just bloody hot for us here at the moment so you've got that you can, you can have a candle do, you can have a candle or you That's can, it. Do, like, you can have a candle burn it where you're burning something like, yeah you know what I mean? like, you know. yeah you can still incorporate those kind of things so mm-hmm. yeah so that's a good time to contemplate it's also really because it is about the harv. There is that kind of uh, traditional aspect of the harvest. Um, like in Welsh, I think you mentioned in Welsh, it was ga- gathering day, so it's gathering those mm-hmm. first fruits and stuff. So I know definitely around here, I'm not sure about other places, but we have like farms that are open where you can go pick your own cherries. Yeah, and, cherry picking and, season. Cherry picking season and things like that. Perfect so for Christmas. Do, yeah, that's it. And go out and do things like that because it's also something that's associated with the solstice, but it's something you can do perhaps with your family that's a little bit less um, out there and obvious but it's still something that you're kind of getting in touch with the season a little bit and that's and that's also on that note is another way that you can incorporate because like a lot of people don't realize it because people think Christmas day they think eating cherries like I know a lot of families they they literally have a fresh bowl of cherries 
at Christmas and a lot of people like oh but Christmas isn't really about cherries it's like well in Australia it is because yeah. it's because it's technically our summer that's solstice so that's that's cherry season yeah um, and so that's that's a nice way that you can celebrate Christmas yes. being a secular holiday I'm not talking about it from a religious sense a secular Christmas you can yeah. incorporate cherry picking and eating cherries at Christmas time which then kind of merges the two yeah that's right yeah. it brings that nice little element that you can sneak into it so I love a good fruit picking session though I yes, I do too. It's brilliant. They also we also have here. I love um, from I think it's from October through to March. We have strawberry picking. Oh, delish! Oh. Last time, well, oh. we didn't we didn't actually go to pick, but we went down to the Mornington Peninsula with um, some friends of ours. Shout out to Joel yeah. and Rick if you're listening. Um, and we went to a strawberry farm, and we didn't actually pick, but we went into the actual farm itself, and you could buy like a box of like yeah. monstrous, <laughs> like monstrous and strawberries. The best tasting strawberries oh, you've ever had. Better than ever. anything you get from a supermarket. Yeah. yeah, way better. And they're like monstrous in size, and they taste delicious. I mean, they yeah. cost an arm and a leg, but that's worth it. That's okay, it's um, worth it. And they also, while they're there, they make um, this delicious um, strawberry, like a. Oh. It's not gelato. What is it? Oh, it's like that kind of. It's that that kind of a thing. Like it's a yeah, like that or like a sorbet kind of sorbet. That's the word I'm yep. looking for. Thank you, thank you. Um, but they make a strawberry sorbet, and it's oh my god, it's just <gasps> delish. Yum. When you can have freshly made strawberry sorbet from yes. freshly picked strawberries <sighs> to die for. Yes. To die for. Yum. Um, yum. 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 Yes, so I'm, I'm oh, a yeah. fan of this time of year because it's like yeah, all the yummy too. There's things, all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> all the yum things. It is because it is. It's a lot of all the fruits and things for us. All the fruits and veggies and lots of different fruits. Like all the beautiful juice. Oh, I love it. I love this mm. time of year. You're right. It's delish. It is. Um, it's delish. So, so on that, I guess we can. How it is. We have that whole conundrum of Christmas and solstice. Yes. Yes. So, um, well, one of the ones that you taught me, Vicky, which I, because yes, because twenty twenty has been such a shitty year. Um, I decided, like, really I mean, nice. we're actually recording this. Um, oh, it's two twenty. A little bit early. Oh, look at that! Two, 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 two. So it's actually the twenty fifth of November. So we're a month ahead, pretty much, of when we're recording this. But um, I actually have had my Christmas tree up for a little <laughs> while now. Um, just because it's been a shitty year and my husband's working from home a lot. So let's just bring a bit of cheer into the house. Yep. Plus we're hosting Christmas this year. So we kind of want to like gradually build on it. Plenty so of time. Like, I was good. Yeah. yeah, that's it. You can exactly. Fluff it to how you want it all and decorate. I yeah. And so I've gone with the traditional red and green colors for Christmas, but then yep. I've incorporated so that I can bring a bit of litter. I've yes. got the silver and gold in there as well. Beautiful. Which is yes. what you taught me. That's yeah. That's I was like, beautiful. how do I do this? Oh, exhibit A guys. Like, this is a two-for-one kind of deal because this is just yeah. from Kmart. Like, it's not even expensive. No, it's so that's a just little a little styrofoam deer that's been covered in silver and gold glitter. And I have this one that stands at the front of my house so it greets people as they come in because it's – I've got other red ones as well because they're more Christmassy. But this one yeah. I sit with there because it's my way of bringing in the summer solstice equally yeah. – um, oh, what was I going to say now? I just lost my train of thought. Equally, I mean, the, the horned god – yeah, that's right. It's still that, um, like, Serenos is one that's really associated with that. Yep. And also, like, I mean, and any of the gods that have their horns, yeah, it's usually a time of year for them. Hence me wearing my mask at the start of this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but it's but that's a, re- it's a really easy and beautiful way that you can actually start to incorporate the two because 
I mean, I know that this can be quite a controversial subject sometimes in, mm -hmm. um, I guess, the wider pagan community and things like that. And it is something that I struggled with for a long time, especially when I was in, in the coven, because we really celebrated all of the Sabbaths with rituals and things like that. So it be, kind of become this whole thing of, oh, it's the wrong time of the year. But like you, and I think it's been more so even since we've been talking a lot more as well is that you start to look at them like Christmas is just a holiday kind of thing. It's not, yeah. for me, it has no religious significance or anything no, like that. Neither me. It used but to, but not anymore. Yeah, and and it never has. Like I've, I've never been brought up Christian or anything like that. So we didn't have that religious aspect to it. It was literally just a, a great time where all of my family always got together and you have great food and drinks and catch up. So that's what it's about. But now it's nice to now be able to bring in. So that's how I do it as well. How we said I bring in the gold. So maybe use gold decorations and things like that, yeah. or things that have more sun aspect to them. So incorporate those into your decorations and things like that. Absolutely. Because, well. like, I mean, the where was it? So the colors that are associated with this one is gold, green, orange, red, white, and yellow. So yes. it's, it's extremely easy to decorate your house for Christmas using those colours. That's it. And you can buy baubles, you can buy all of the stuff. I've even uh -huh. seen, I saw the other day on Facebook, which I thought was great, I saw a Christmas tree that was completely decorated with sunflowers. Oh, I was like, wow. Yeah, it actually looked really cool, but I thought that's a really cool way of incorporating it as well. Which on that note, that is something that my daughter and I do do. You do do? We do, we do, 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 do. We plant sunflowers. So we often, yeah, so actually usually just a little bit after Beltane or a little bit early, about now, we start to plant them and we'll often give them to people in our family. And that's kind of a little way that we can incorporate. Um, Something a little witchy into your little bit, gifts. A little bit solstice and a little bit, mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. Well, because that's um, on the note of flowers and then I'm going to circle back to sunflowers specifically. Yes. So we've got like the flowers that are associated with this solstice, are chamomile, um, daisy, Heather, lavender, marigold, meadow sweet, and rose. Yeah. Um, but then also when it comes to sunflowers, so the foods that are associated with this time of year, as we've already touched on a few of these, is berries, cheese, cinnamon toast, or anything Oof. really made with cinnamon. Um, <laughs> grapes, honey, lemons, oranges, peaches, pears, pine nuts, pumpernickel bread, spinach, summer squash, sunflower seeds, and sun-dried tomatoes. So realistically, any of those things, which is mm. like if you want to kind of join the two if you want a subtle way of celebrating litha or the summer solstice during christmas time just cook foods or prepare foods that have those in it like you could easily yeah, whip up a nice right. cheese board because it says cheese put some yeah. berries put some like bits of like go pick some and berries and you know pine nuts or whatever sunflower seeds yeah. you can make a nice little like you know what they call it a charcuterie board or something yeah. like, all those things on it like yeah, and that's beautiful, and it's a beautiful way of incorporating it all. Go pick your cherries and put your cherries on there as well. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. All that sort of stuff. Um, because it is, it's that time of, and that's what it is as well. Like the whole summer solstice, and and that's what it is, I guess, throughout the whole world, whether it's now or they're celebrating it in six months' time, mm -hmm. is that it is a celebration. It's a time to gather with people and celebrate and feast and enjoy all of those foods and things like that, which pairs well with Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, obviously, though, it, you have to kind of, it, you just have to accept the fact that around Christmas time, you're going to be seeing Christmas carols, which are all about snow. <laughs> yes. That's the thing that still always is kind of, that I've always had a little bit of problem because it's so much winter. 
symbolism yeah. and for us like Christmas. it's not unheard of to have like a 40 plus degree day on, on christmas Which, day i'm like for those okay, in north that's america that's 102 yeah that's what i was thinking I'm like, 102 fahrenheit is 40 40. it's like i ain't thinking about snow oh, we're like, we're trying to, i'm trying I'm to like, i'm dying yeah <laughs> that's it so um, but that's how you can then like bringing the gold and things like that in there yeah make it just a little bit more just summery make it a little bit, yeah with you and it makes it nice and bright as well this is why for us christmas like i mean i know in the states and in canada and places like that like the christmas feasts are usually like mm. you're having things like uh, well, actually, no, that's more of a Thanksgiving. They're doing a lot of pumpkin pie and stuff. But like the season, basically, meals. basically from the um, from Halloween and then you've got uh, Thanksgiving and then you've got Christmas, yeah. that whole season, the holiday season. It's a lot of like pumpkin and pecan and um, oh, God, what else? Cherries, uh, like cherry pie, things like that. Uh, turkey with cranberry yeah. sauce. Um, but that's like Which are all those autumn hot yeah and like your root vegetables and things yeah. like that so it's all those things that you would normally harvest in say like your autumn and things like that which whereas i know that up there. try to eat those in at christmas in australia you'd be like asleep by two o'clock yeah. i mean it's it's the time for for us it's time for barbecues and uh-huh. catching up with people salads we got barbecue daylight salads baby. fruits all that yeah kind of stuff. fruits all the cheese boards things like that kind of stuff yeah so our, our really christmas easy. feasts are very different to yeah to america's yeah. um some of the other correspondences. Um, so uh, I'm going to focus on the Southern Hemisphere because obviously the ones in the North don't make as much sense because it's yes. like the wrong time of year. So we'll talk about the, summer, uh, the Southern Hemisphere. So religious events that occur around Litha, um, there's obviously Advent, which is the, the date varies, but it's basically involves the four Sundays before Christmas. There's uh, Chalika, which is the first week in December. Um, there's St. Barbara's Day, which is December 4th or... Sangamita Day, which is Buddhist. It's the first full moon in December in Sri Lanka. There's Hanukkah, which is Jewish. Um, St. Nicholas Day, December 6th. Body Day, which is Buddhist Enlightenment Day on December 8th. There's the Lady of Guadalupe, which is December 12th. St. Lucia's Day on December 13th. Uh, Saturnalia, which is December 17th to 23rd. It's the Roman calendar. You then have Christmas yeah. or 12 Tide, which is the 12 days of Christmas, the 12th night, which is January 5th, and Epiphany, which is January 6th, or Orthodox Christmas, which is January 7th. Um, and then for secular ones, you have Krampusnacht, which is in Alpine Europe on December 6th. You know Krampus. Have you ever seen Krampus? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you have Boxing yes. Day, which is the United <laughs> Kingdom, Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. That's December 26th. And New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, which is December 31st and January 1st. So, like, there's plenty of holidays that we celebrate around the summer yeah. solstice that you can quite easily, like, tell your friends, hey, like, if, you, if you're a bit of a closet witch and you're not quite out of the broom closet, you can just say, hey, come over for a Boxing Day barbecue. Yeah, that's it. Because I mean, psych, I'm celebrating the solstice, bitches. (laughs) Because I mean, that's what it is. It's about, because especially for us through the summer, like that's when all the festivals are usually Mm -hmm. on. Um, People are getting out in parks, you're having barbecues, daylight savings. So the days, um, like, so the light is a little bit long, which it normally is anyway, but the whole daylight savings things. But, um, but that's what it is. It's that time of gathering and getting, catching up with people and going out, going to the beach is a big thing um, down here and things like that as well. So yeah, it's catching up with people and having little celebrations on different days and you can sneak it in. And you can do, I mean, obviously, depending on where you live, you might be able to do a bonfire, but if you can't, you fire pit yeah. if you're allowed, but if you're not allowed candle, 
Um, you can do circle yeah. dancing. You can have communion with the fairies, divination, yeah. feasting, gathering herbs. Hand fastings or weddings are common over summer for us. Yep. Yeah, so if, if you're not sure of your date and you want to be witchy, yeah. do it on the summer solstice. Do it on the summer solstice. Um, and then you can have uh, rolling wheels that are set on fire. Don't do that in Australia. I don't do that here. No, no not no. here. Please don't St- do that. Staying awake through the entire short night from dawn on Midsummer Day to the following dawn. Ooh, party hardy. Yeah, exactly. Or there's uh, <laughs> like torchlight uh, processionals as well that yeah, you could do. Yeah, that's um, But you could make like a, a summer solstice incense blend. Like yep. if that's something that you're into, you know, I am, I love herbs, so you can and, make like a little blend. And in order to do that, I would probably be sticking to, so the ones that are traditionally used around this time yeah. are things like cinnamon, foxglove, mistletoe, mugwort, rosemary, St. John's wort, vervain, yarrow, is there any others that I've missed? Misheard? Um, I've got some others coming while you said Angelica, Basil, Bay. Uh, I'm trying to think what other ones you haven't mentioned. Sa- saffron, mm-hmm. sunflower, thyme, thyme. Yeah, no, that's pretty much you, yeah. sort of. So you can make a little. Yeah, mix. you can make your own little little blend, make your own little blend, and, and you can burn it on um, charcoal. Or if you want to, if you can't do the whole charcoal thing, you can also put it in like an oil burner with mm-hmm. a carrier oil. And then then another thing you could do around this time of year, because remember, for us in the Southern Hemisphere, it is a time of giving because it's around Christmas. And you don't, Christmas, I always see it as a a time to give gifts. Like, I like to give at Christmas. I also like to receive. Heads up to anyone that wants to buy me a present, you can. Um, But you could, if you're wanting to do acts of service, you could give money or time to a solar energy project. What a great idea. It's a I'm, modern day spin on it. Or you yeah. could plant trees, especially ones which will provide yes. fruit or berries to feed birds and wildlife. Yeah, getting that, um, doing all the native things. Exactly. Yes. You could volunteer at a food kitchen, feeding those who need help. Yeah. Um, or you could volunteer at an animal shelter. Because yeah. like, if we think for bushfire season, it's very common for us to find animals it that is. are stray and that need to be looked after around the bushfire season because it's like that's they've it. lost their habitat or whatever. Uh, yes, yeah. that's my cat walking around. <laughs> and also just from the heat as well. We have a lot of trouble with the poor little things. Yeah. Oh, that's Our another dry thing. dry season as well. Down also, south it's dry anyway. make sure you put a bucket of water yeah. out if you live near any wildlife. Yeah. Can't stress that Something enough. Else. Summer solstice because like you said, uh, as I said, some of the ancient traditions were all about water. Yep. Um, and it's it's definitely something that you need to incorporate because it is a sun festival, but you can still incorporate water in many ways. Um, and one of the ways I like to do that is to be able to you know, offer water to yeah. wildlife because it's That's still it. a way of being nature-based and a way of like making sure that they're looked after because it's the hottest time of year for us down here. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. It's a little bit different for us here because it's not quite the beautiful, bountiful uh, flowers and everything everywhere. It's quite dry and then we're coming into what's going to be our hottest sort of time of the year. So making sure that we're looking after those around us is a big thing. Yeah, 100%. Things like that. Yes. So, um, I mean, I've pretty much covered all of my list. Yeah, anything think, else you wanted to add? No, I think we've, you've, we've kind of covered everything. Okay. Um, well, if you want, guys want more information, so I've been referring to this book, which I call as my... I have this whole series because I'm that guy who has to have the whole set. It's Llewellyn's <laughs> Sabbath Essentials. So Llewellyn Publishing does these. Um, so this one is the one on Midsummer. So it's the Llewellyn Sabbath Essentials uh, Rituals, Recipes and Law for Liffa. So it's the Midsummer book. I'm holding it up for those looking on YouTube. So you should be able to get it from any witchy stores. Otherwise, I believe Llewellyn.com. You could probably even find someone who stocks it or just look on like... I mean, try to support your local bookstores, but if they don't yeah. have it, then, then you can always go to Amazon and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not anti-Amazon because 
I, I can it. I can get things cheap. <laughs> nah. No. I'm sorry, but it's true. Going to sometimes going to the little stores can be super expensive and I'm a witch on a budget, so Yep. That's it. Sometimes we gotta weigh it up. Yes, yes. I mean I do still support my local, hence yeah, yeah, hence shout out to one more time Elf Hane uh to Ride yes. for listening. Um as well as um Spellbox as well is another yeah. like, local store. Um I mean there's a whole list of it I could go I know, on. there's there's lots. So just have a look. Do a Google search of what's around you and go have a look and uh the trick is to type metaphysical supply yes. stores. Yes. Metaphysical, metaphysical supply stores. Yeah. If yeah. you type which store, they'll be like, What? Nah, you won't get it all. Metaphysical is the way to go. Yeah. Um but yeah. I think that's yes. all from us today. So, I think um, that is. Happy enjoyed. solstice. Exactly. Um, what, what did we say we we're going to call it? Happy oh, Yulitha. Yes. Merry Yulitha. Merry Yulitha. <laughs> yeah, because it's like Yul and Litha at the same time. It's like our Halloween home. Yeah. I love it. But until next time, guys, um, don't forget, you can always send us a message. Keep in contact with us. We love hearing yeah, from you. we love um, hearing from people. I'm going to do Great. a shout out to a couple of key people. So there's Laurie and also Stacy and also yes. Karen. Karen, we always give you a shout out. But yes, those three we know are our number one, two, and three fan. In <laughs> no. um, but yes, if you want a shout out, just message us. Just, yeah, just have a chat. Okay, guys. All right. <laughs> have an amazing day. Have fun. Happy solstice.